Albuquerque's macro-aggression, Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA, 93.7 FM, the web, the app, rockoftalk.com, 550-5500, 161 online. I don't know what that puts us, but right around the 10,000 people. Slow Monday, but uh, here we are nonetheless as we are still in recess in Congress up in D.C. up until... Well, I guess tomorrow when everyone's going to be uh, well, they're, showing they're coming up. back to save the post office. That's right, because save it. Every little old lady in, in America is going to lose her post office unless, unless we stop Donald Trump. We've been doing pretty well at the post office, uh, haven't we, Dowd? Oh. Where are we? Some of the new cities that have come in. Nice big fat pile of impeach MLG petitions yeah. coming in, folks. <laughs> we appreciate each and every one of you who is uh, uh, finding the courage, courage to go ahead and send that stuff in. Uh, new cities represented today. I, yeah, I heard just, you say uh, Key Largo. Uh, Key Largo. <laughs> Quemado? Is that the, the dense? Am I pronouncing that right? Quem- Quemado? Quemado. Quemado. I, don't, I don't think we've seen that before. Fort Sumner as well. Uh, there's a woman in Portales in the eastern part of the state who sends us manila envelopes. I mean, at least 50 in every Good. single one. I, I think she just spends all day going out trying to impeach MLG. This woman is a saint, whoever she is. I won't say her name. Um, uh, of course, Albuquerque, we got about over 20. Uh, to Harris Grants, I don't think we'd gotten the grants before. Yeah, we've got, um, a, we got a few grants. Oh, we did, okay. The first it. ones that come in were grants. Oh, okay. Uh, three from Clovis, which we've seen before. I, I, I wanted to give an update on the, the communities punching above their weight and below their weight. So yeah. these, are, these are places where we're getting a lot from a little, and we're getting next to nothing from uh, places that are fairly sizable. Okay, so Belen, Belen. Bosque Farms, Ruidoso punching well Way. above their weight. Up here, up here. Uh, we're doing almost every day. Okay. Belen, those are my people right there. Josh Sanchez. Yeah, uh, punching well below their weight would be Santa Fe, uh, or as I call it, <laughs> Fantasy. I was just singing my song to Rudy. He wasn't paying attention, but it's to the tune of uh, uh, it's the tune of uh, Catalina Island. You know the famous folk no. song. No, I don't you know. know it. Uh, so my, is Catalina, twenty-six miles across the sea. No. Santa Catalina is calling to me. My version is uh, fifty-six miles up by twenty-five. Fantasy City is a moon bat hive. You know, I would sing that to myself as Love I would that. go up to the legislature. All right, so Santa Fe, we get next to nothing from Taos. We may have gotten zero from. I, yeah. We may have gotten zero from. And Los Alamos, we have gotten, I think, zero from at least yeah. the ones I, I haven't seen yet. So those are the city, the, the, the communities punching well above their weight on impeachment and certain ones punching well below their weight. Thanks to all of you who have contributed, who have uh, made it a part of your uh, daily thing, weekly thing, monthly thing. And Thanks to those of you who have donated as well. We appreciate, oh, we really uh, appreciate that. all of you uh, who have And the notes, here. too, just the encouraging things. To oh, come man. In. Those are great. Yeah. Eddie, sorry I'm late for, well, no, we were going to sort of read that one. I've got more notes uh, on my, i got more today. Here we yep, go. a couple more. Yep. Oh, these were two ladies. i got I got to uh, give a quick shout-out to them so they can. They were great. I don't know if my camera's on here. Yep, there it is. So, there's the, so these two ladies came in. Hi, Eddie. Thanks for the two women who brought the recall petition Sunday at 5.30 p.m., temperature 98 degrees. I'm an 81-year-old conservative Republican, and I'm in my third year of memory revitalizer. Like the doc says, it works. <laughs> hey. Late Saturday morning, I say to my wife, going to my noon appointment with the doc and Eddie. Enjoy your station, Tom McKenna. I mean, we just get so many good, good people who come in, and um, I've got a long list of... I post them, I, everything here, folks, and if you don't think I value you, your stickers or other stuff... Just walk uh, through the uh, station and look Just at Just a quick stuff. shout out to the woman who came in today. She's going to be helping me with data entry uh, in this violent era that we're in. I'm not going to say her name or where she's from, but uh, we had a great conversation. I gave her a big stack. She started with kind of a reasonable stack, and I, I think I may have intimidated her a little much by letting her see how many stacks we oh, have. Yeah. 
Uh, but anyway, she's going to be helping out and I'm going to be coordinating with her. And folks, you know, there's we have capacity for more volunteers. If you want to pitch in, if you're particularly good at entering data into Excel, uh, we we want to we want to talk to you. And uh, because they just keep coming in, especially that that damnable eastern New Mexico that along the Texas border where they're just sending us by the dozen. Uh, give them a big shout out to those folks doing a wonderful job. Got a letter from Chuck Schumer today. Just want to let oh, yeah. you know. I don't know how the heck. Tricky. Oh, it wasn't actually addressed to me. It was addressed to somebody else in the building. Oh, I'm sorry for reading your mail. Uh, is that illegal? To, am I going to get arrested? How many years am I going to serve in prison? Oh, what's going to happen if you happen to open up a ballot that ballot. is not addressed to you, yet you open it up and you send it in? Are we going to be punishing those people? So, uh, you know, mail isn't really sacred. The postal office is suddenly sacred uh, to these uh, Democrats. And, you know, the COVID-19 is all just to make sure that we're all going to stay home and vote by mail. They're not doing this in other countries, folks. I'm sorry. They're literally delaying elections in New Zealand. They're de- delaying elections. Oh, did they? Didn't they did. Yeah, they delayed it for weeks. They're just like, yeah, we're not going to have an election. No big deal. You know, we can't do anything anyway. So they've delayed it uh, because of the quote unquote outbreak that that is happening. There are more sheep in New Zealand than humans. So. But what they think, yeah, I don't think any sheep are getting any ballots. We didn't plan that, folks. Don't yeah. worry about it. So <laughs> this Mika Brzezinski, <laughs> her father, is an international, you know, globalist, you know, all that stuff where he's got to make sure she had a total and complete meltdown. She believes that Donald Trump, like every liberal lie, is being put out by this one woman on MSCCCP every single day. She's losing her mind. She's married to, uh, she's on Morning Joe. She's Joe. married to Joe. That's right. She, she, she also likes Joe Blow 2020, right? Hey-oh. He likes to sniff her hair. Oh, she's way too old for if that. If you're sensing a little intensity here, I'm a little amped up because this is emergency. Folks, take a listen. When you think liberals who have lost it, when you think of your craziest liberal friends, when you think of any liberal at this point, just think of none other than Mika Brzezinski. There's clear disdain that I have for this president, but look at the facts. Look at how he's worn us down from his paid off porn star to Russia lies to racism in Charlottesville, racism across the board, children in cages. I mean, lie after lie after lie, conspiracy theories. Our country right now is really at a breaking point. If we don't find a way to hold this president accountable with his attempts to undermine the post office and also his apparent negligence, perhaps purposeful, on saving the American people's lives in this pandemic. You oh. are pathetic at this point with his calamitous coronavirus leadership. It's killing Americans every day. I guess they forgot about the fact that they were calling him a xenophobe, that he was the first to respond to China. He was the first to go after China. She forgets about all this stuff. And even though her father is probably one of the most internationally known policymakers of all time, as she continues. He could be keeping people alive. He's choosing not to. Every day. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Is he not prescribing HCQ, also known as hydroxychloroquine? Is he the one who's restricting that? No, no, that would be you Democrats who have a hundred million doses on the sideline. Make no mistake about it. Make no mistake about it. That's what this election is all about in one way or another. 
COVID-19. He's not killing him. You are. This president looks more ridiculous. The clothes fall off. I mean, Mitch McConnell, wake up. Wake up and smell the coffee. Don't you see what's happening? You want to hold on to the scent? You're going to have nothing at the rate you're going, at the rate you're letting him go. Can't you see what is happening? I know you have a lot of special interests in your state and maybe money coming in from Russia and interests. Your wife works in the administration. But wake up. It's not about blather, 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 blather. I mean, it just goes on and on. I mean, she goes on for another two and a half minutes. I believe it's illegal for foreigners to make contributions to federal candidates. So I'm sure she doesn't know about that. But, you know, a little minor. I'm just picking things out, Eddie. Where's the racism across the board? I mean, I, I, I have plenty of issues with Donald Trump. Uh, I think the bummest rap he's ever gotten in the last five years is this issue that he's somehow some kind of horrendous racist. We note all the time, lowest Hispanic unemployment rate, lowest black unemployment rate. The cities that are on fire, the crime, we had another huge spike over the weekend. New York, Chicago, disproportionately affects people of color. Uh, Donald Trump is not okay with that. <laughs> he's, he's not on the side of the people who are promoting all that violence and, and nonsense. The peaceful protests that end up you know, burning buildings to the ground and getting people beat up and shot. The, the bummest rap that guy ever got, he comes from New York, which is a really cosmopolitan city. He's worked with people from all over the world, different races throughout his career, employed people, women, minorities. I think that's the bummest rap on Trump uh, so let these me, last so, five so years. Let me it's just make a, a doubt. You're a racist. Yeah. No, no, I'm telling you, you're a racist. I'm telling you right here live on air, you're a racist. Oh, boy. Okay? You're a racist. Refute it. It's impossible to refute impossible. the charge of race racism. Yeah. Once you level a charge of racism at somebody, it's basically I'm going to go find everything I possibly can to throw at you. It's irrefutable because you can't say, well, I am or I'm not a racist. Yeah. You can only say that you are what I believe that you are. And it doesn't matter what you actually are. And there's no way to prove whether or not you truly are. It's like an endless cycle that just goes into this. Well, he must be because of X, Y, and Z, and everybody gets to attach their reasoning to it. I think worse than that, though, as bad as you said, the racism charge is, suggesting that your president is actually killing people, Mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. Let's go very quickly, just to three quick reasons to why he's not killing people. One, the responsibility of your health, he has left to your governors and their response, including what can be administered, how they can be helped, Etc. Two, he prevented the coronavirus from coming in at a much higher rate than it could have possibly come in. He responded as early as January 27th. Democrats, on the record, did not respond until March the 1st. They were continuing to advocate, you might remember, for Chinese New Year's, oh, etc. Yeah. And called him a racist for closing down flights from, from China. Three... Donald Trump ceded to the medical experts. Medical experts would appear on the surface to be science-oriented. It's been anything but. Despite the fact that we had three, four, five months ahead of time, Donald Trump is not a doctor. Donald Trump is not a scientist. Donald Trump ceded to the doctors who are scientists and scientists who are doctors who told him mass, no mass, yes, hydroxychloroquine, no hydroxychloroquine, What should we do here? We need to give updates. We're going to treat this seriously. And then you shamed him for it. He is not responsible for COVID-19 and the results from it. Your governor is. 
and every governor of each state here in this country. He declared a national emergency on March the 13th. Now, let's stop first, and let's just deal in numbers, raw numbers, stats, okay? What's the number one thing that the governor has been talking about over the last three months? Testing, 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 testing. How many tests can we possibly get? How quickly can we get the results back? Story after story of what we've heard from people is that it takes forever. Seven days, 10 days, 14 days. I still haven't got my test. I don't want to wait in line for a test. It's ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense the way that we're treating this at this point. I want you to examine and evaluate this information and take it away, okay? Share this podcast uh, once it's uploaded and share it with all your friends so that they understand the data that's coming from here. Because this is God's honest truth that you have to listen to. 40% of U.S. COVID-19 tests come back too late late to be clinically meaningful. Now, it's important because we're talking about containment, containment, containment. Okay? Sorry for the repetitive three times, but I'm really trying to drill it into your heads. That containment, in order to be successful, we need what's called contact tracing. Okay? We want to trace where it's going. If we could just trace who has it, they want to put an app on your phone, all this kind of stuff. Well, here's what happens. When the results come back after 48 hours, guess what? There's no way to have contact tracing. It's literally impossible. And this is run by liberal media groups. A survey run by CNBC, a global data and survey firm from Donata, suggests that 40% of Americans had to wait more than three days for their results, rendering them completely and totally useless. According to the professor of global health at Harvard University, Dr. Zha, he says it's really clear that if tests take more than 48 hours, you've lost the window for contact tracing. Basically, beyond 72 hours, the test is useless. That is the information coming from the doctors. That's not me. That's not Trump. That's not Republicans. That is the results coming back from probably the most prestigious educational university in this country, Harvard University. Okay, so let's stop there and let's move over to hydroxychloroquine. We have 100 million doses, 100 million doses, okay? Locally in town, uh, Rudy, I'd like for you to speak up just for a sec. I sent you a text over the weekend Dr. Gardner was not allowed to prescribe hydroxychloroquine at a couple of different places, according to one of his patients, right? Right. They would not fill his prescription. Right. Now, that was the store or the, the pharmacy, store. right, who chose not to do that. Correct. Why? My guess would be they just they were not going to fill a, a prescription without talking to the doctor, so they should have called the doctor. That's there's, procedure. There's, there's no guess. There's no guess here. The guess is is they will not release hydroxychloroquine. There's a few places in town that will do it, and it's sort of under the radar, but let's just say that I'm not going to let you know where those places are, and you know who to go ahead and give a call. Dr. Dr. Gardner, that will go ahead and do it, and his number is? Uh, 828-2669. Call Dr. Gardner. You can get your HCQ if you're that worried about the COVID-19. Now, remember, Donald Trump also took two-week dose right, of COVID-19, of HCQ. We don't know what the serious illness of what his uh, brother passed away from, but my guess, my guess would likely be it was possibly COVID-19 related. Is that that a fair guess, given 
was in the 70s. Give it a stage, 70s, in the 70s, so. maybe a, a prior, uh, um, what do you call it? A comorbidity. Comorbidity. Thank you very much. Okay. Well, in Michigan, COVID-19 patients have zero authorization to be treated with hydroxychloroquine. And it's all been denied by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Where's one of the largest outbreaks in the country? Detroit, Michigan. Henry Ford Health System requested to use the hydroxychloroquine on a group of patients meeting very specific criteria. Okay? This is according to MLive July 6th. The FDA went out of their way to deny the hospital their request. According to Dr. Adnan Munkara, the vice president and chief clinical officer at Ford Health Systems in Michigan. Why is hydroxychloroquine controversial? Because it works, because it heals, because your COVID-19 has survivability if you take HCQ. A May 22nd posted study by The Lancet used data from analytics from a place called Surgisphere to conclude that the coronavirus patients taking Chloroquine or hydroxychloroquine were more likely to die in the hospital, according to science. Well, within the days of those studies, those trials of hydroxychloroquine came to stop, including part of the World Health Organization's the COVID-19 treatment. Then you see who was basically backing the WHO and the Lancet and who was pushing this information out. On the complete flip side, we've seen the doctors on the front line in Texas who are banned from Facebook. We've seen the doctors at Henry Ford. We've seen the doctors at Baylor University. We've seen that doctors at a number of different universities who all wanted to prescribe hydroxychloroquine. Your president himself is saying hydroxychloroquine. Why is there an argument about something and why are people paying to put out bad science and information out? Even medicine itself has become highly political. All human enterprises are power struggles. Even the idea of truth is a fantasy. It's a matter of imposing your view on others and for the sake of an agenda. Donald Trump, what did he do? He basically outlawed the WHO. And we've listened sort of in, in fits and starts to the CDC, have we not? But this has become highly political. How many doses are sitting on the sidelines here in the city of Albuquerque? Based upon the report that's just coming from Moody, I'd imagine, I don't know, good 500,000, good 250,000 doses of hydroxychloroquine. How many people have been tested for COVID-19? About 700,000. How many people have been infected with COVID-19? About 22,000. How many people have fully recovered? Well, I guess it's about 13, 14,000, I think is what we have. Out of the 22,000, I'm totally guessing now. How many deaths have we had? Right around 700, just over 700. And looking at this, how can we not administer hydroxychloroquine? Why has Michelle Lujan Grisham or any other governor has said or not said the name or the word, excuse me, the term hydroxychloroquine? I I would suggest to each and every one of you out there as the quote unquote woman who knows more about health than any other governor in this <laughs> in, in this entire country. I'd love for you to go back into the annals of all of her talks with the public of the state of New Mexico to ask the question whether or not she has ever said or uttered the words hydroxychloroquine. My guess is that there's no way that she would have. And neither would her her doctors or the epidemiologists. 
And I would go so far as to say that both Megan Kunkel, as well as the epidemiologists, both decided to resign their position because they had a different perspective than the Democratic Governors Association on hydroxychloroquine. It's become politicized. We should not be worried when people test positive for COVID-19 when they meet a low-risk group, which basically anybody without any health conditions under the age of 50. Anybody over the age of the fi- age of 50 has more than 1% chance, coupled with health conditions, can go as high as 10%, one out of 10. Here in the state of New Mexico, our COVID numbers continued our downward trend. To balance it out on the other end, well, we also know that not on a downward trend are the increasing number of closures of restaurants, businesses, etc. They're doing this all for political reasons and political gain. By the way, the official number is 23,302 cases, 711 deaths at this point. Latest being a man and a woman in their 60s and 80s from Bernalillo County and a woman in her 70s from the Good Samaritan Society facility in Grants. New Mexico child care centers have low coronavirus transmission. What percentage of those who test positive for the coronavirus have zero have zero symptoms? You're looking at about 30%. The University of New Mexico Children's Campus reopened nine days. The virus hadn't spread to any of the children or additional staff. 30 toddlers, <coughs> excuse me, who had already arrived July 13th for their day at UNM Children's Campus. My kids didn't get in, despite uh, my association uh, with that hospital. Today, 146 more cases. They're decreasing. 19 in Bernalillo, 12 in Eddy, Dona Ana, 17, Lead, 14, McKinley at 17. Additional deaths, as I said before. But we're gearing up for an increasing number. You're going to start to hear about those, not in the next segment, but the following segments, including Navajo Nations begins a gradual reopening, but they're bracing for an increase in the number of covid despite Gallup officials fearing an economic collapse. New Mexico film industry, back in the saddle again, deciding to go ahead and open up for pre-production. Why are certain industries allowed to open while everybody else is allowed to, is forced to shut down? We need to continue to talk about that. But this COVID-19, make no mistake about it, folks. Look at uh, uh, Chuck Schumer sending me in his stuff, right? It's about mail-in ballots. That's what they want to do. They want to control this election for 2020. This is highly political. And it all around COVID-19 and HCQ. 550-5500. That's 550-5500. Sorry for the long segment uh, here in the Kiva. On AM 1600 KIVA 93.7 FM. We'll talk about mailing it in. Campaign flyer, interestingly enough, distributed by the Republican Party of the state of New Mexico. Backfire, backfires on a number of uh, Republicans. They just didn't like it. We don't want to mail in. We want to show up on the day to vote that morning, first thing, like my dad always has. Well, you know, your New Mexico senators, they jump in on this whole entire thing. We could lose the Senate majority. Could you imagine if we were to lose the Senate majority? This country is, is, is almost over at that point. All we'll have left us standing is the Supreme Court. That's why it's so important. But people show up the day of the election. Talk about the Postal Service when we return. 5.30 back and forth.